You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. And tonight I'll be talking about the reward of faithfulness. Amen and amen. Well, please turn with me quickly in your Bibles to, to the book of Hebrews chapter 6. Are you there? Hebrews 6. <laughs> I know we're taking off, so I understand, but it's going to get hot. It's going to get hot. I know it's going to get hot. Amen. Hebrews chapter 6, the verse 10 to 12 in the English Standard Version says, For God is not unjust so as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for his name in serving the saints as you still do. And we desire each one of you, everybody say each one of you is talking about me. We desire each one of you to do what? To show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end. Everybody say, until the end. Or oh, say it like you mean it, until the end. So that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So you can see very clearly from me from this scripture that there are those who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. I remember very well my own pastor, Apostle Allen, saying this. Apostle Allen and Pastor Janine were believing for a son. And for nine good years, God gave them this verse in Proverbs 13, 22. They kept confessing the word and believing the word. Those who know them, I remember when we were doing Pastor Josh, uh, what do you call that again? The, the thing, the bachelors, yes. One man said, even those days when they were walking and driving, he told us about the type of car Australian was driving those days, and he will always be speaking about his son. And only nine years later, the son showed up. Through faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. Now, tonight, I don't know where you have been or where you are at the moment. And this morning, we heard the word of God about giving. And maybe you are saying, I've all these things Apostle Theo spoke about, I'm doing them. I'm tithing, I'm sowing, I'm giving. I'm in home cell every Wednesday. I'm in church. I'm on point. I'm doing what I'm required to do. Why is it taking so long? I came to tell you tonight, there is a due season for you. Through faith. And patience through faith and patience through faith and patience through faith and patience through faith and patience. Patience means suffering long, long suffering. In other words, I don't let the circumstance determine. I know my God is faithful, and therefore I will hang in there and stay faithful. Come with me to Proverbs chapter 28, the verse 20 in the English Standard Version. The Bible says, a faithful man will abound with blessings, but whoever hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. You see, some people are impatient with the tithing principle, so they test it out for a few months. 
or even for a few years, and they withdraw. And they hear about all these wonderful schemes out there, and they want that because they think it will be quick. And some people have lost so much by falling for quick, get-rich-quick schemes. But last time I checked, there are more people in this house who started tithing on a very small scale. My wife is one of them. Tithing from a very small scale. Today as we speak, the story has changed. Oh, taste and see that the God we serve is good. A faithful man would abound with blessing. Say this, I'm faithful and therefore I abound with blessing. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the verse 18 in the New King James, the scripture says, but now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. <laughs> so say this to your neighbor, neighbor. God is talking about you. He has set you where he's well pleased. Mm, I don't know about you, but some people go where their boyfriend is well pleased. Some people go where their parents. Some people go where it's popular, labels. But I want to be at the center of God's will. I want to be placed where God, the one who made me, I was born on purpose for purpose. And he has set me where he's pleased. Doesn't matter what who does. I want to remain where he's pleased to set me. Say this to your neighbor. Neighbor, last time I checked, you are right where you belong. God is pleased for setting you here. Oh, give Jesus praise if you believe that. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 1 to 2 in the New King James. The scripture says, let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards. Everybody says stewards. Yeah, so say this, my other responsibility in the kingdom is stewardship. Ooh. You are a steward, I am a steward. Can I have three people in front right now, please? Volunteers. Three, thank you. Grandpa, let's give Grandpa <laughs> and Brother Shelley, one of the faithful ones. Thank you also. Yes. So let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found what? What is the requirement for a faithful, uh, for a steward? Once again, what is the requirement for a steward? All right, so these three people, the, um, Grandpa, I want you to be the first for order. Yes. So Grandpa, in this context, actually, you know what, Grandpa, come on stage with me. Thank you, Shelly, come on the second stage. And brother, you will be on the floor. Thank you. Okay. So, Grandpa, you know, Professor Etra said he actually enjoyed being a grandpa because if he knew it is that good, 
he was going to skip the children and go straight for the grand. <laughs> Grandpas always have sweets in their box, a lot of goodies, you know. So grandpa in this context is representing the owner, which in, the, in our setup is God, the source. Grandpa has got all the goodies for the servant, the sons. Why? Because he's a generous, good, good father. Now, grandpa can directly throw everything on him, but chances are he's not in a good place to manage everything well. So grandpa has Uncle Shailene, who is the steward in between. So we, this morning we heard about opening the floodgates of heaven. If grandpa opens the floodgate and pour everything, the Bible says the prosperity of a fool will do what? Destroy them. Now you're not a fool. There's no fool in this house. But because God is a loving father, he put the steward in position so that he becomes a warehouse, a storage place, and he released to the, the, the steward. The steward, all he needs to do is to manage the release. Are you with me? So if the steward decide, I'm refusing to give here, guess what? Nothing is coming. And there will be drought. Why? Because the purpose of the steward is to manage the release to the servant. So you and I, we are stewards. Tell your neighbor this. I'm a steward of the resources of the kingdom. Now you understand when the money comes and you refuse to tithe, you are denying the servants. The souls that need to get what the father has are not receiving because the steward is not doing what the steward is called to do. I don't know about you, but I want to be that steward who freely receives, freely gives. Thank you very much. So say this, I'm a steward and I do what I'm required to do. I will remain faithful in releasing the proportions required all the time. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, give Jesus praise if you believe that. 2 Timothy chapter 2, the verse 13 in the English Standard Version says, If we are faithless, our Heavenly Father will remain what? Faithful. Why? For he cannot deny himself. So this is the reason why it doesn't matter how many people Refuse to do what God asked them to do. You know that my pastor said, God told him, he says, you are not my first choice. <laughs> so, really? And then he said, if that is the case, then I definitely don't want you to bypass me for someone else. God will always find people to do what he's requiring them to do. Why? Because he's faithful. And even if we are faithless, he will still remain faithful because that's who he is. Tell your neighbor this, I serve a faithful God. Hebrews 11 verse 1 and the verse 6 in the English Standard Version, the word says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. 
And without faith, the verse 6, it is impossible to please him. Why? For whoever will draw near to God must first believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Please say this. Your God is a rewarder. And that brings me to seven things, seven rewards of being faithful. That's the heading, uh, the message for tonight. Seven rewards. But I will dwell on the six first. What are the rewards of being faithful? Being on point, doing what God has called you to do. Number one, faithfulness causes God to preserve us. He preserves the faithful. Proverbs chapter 2, the verse 8 says, He guards the path of the just and protects, everybody say protects, those who are faithful to him. So that's you, that's me. God protects us because we are faithful to him. Another scripture which I don't have time to read is Psalm 31 and the verse 23 in the New King James. I know City, Paul, Clement, and our family in Durbanville and Stellis, Stellis, Stellis. I'm repeating because I love Stellis. Let's give it up for Stellis. I've been going there for Bible college and those people are so alive, man. <laughs> the students, so alive. Stellis, as well as all our family online as well. I know you are still with us. All right. Number two. Those of us who remain faithful, if you are faithful, this is one of the rewards. Reward number two, he makes us untouchable. Everybody say this, I'm untouchable. <laughs> you know, I was doing a study in preparation and I came across this word that the English was so good for me, I thought, wow. He says, this is what God does for us to do his will. He dynamically capacitates us. <laughs> I want to repeat that. He dynamically capacitates us for what he's called us to do. In other words, people may think you are not competent, you are not capable. Where did you go to school? What do you know? How old are you? All that doesn't matter. He dynamically capacitates you for what he calls you to do. Untouchable. Number three, let me read a scripture for that. Um, 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 3. But the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. He will guard you, protect you from the evil one, untouchable. Number three, he makes us attract favor. And this morning in the message, I got grace as well, so I added it to it. So he makes us attract his favor and grace. What is this? So that we find it easy in doing what he's called us to do. Have you ever been in a situation where you were thinking, ooh, I don't know if I have all that is required, but I really need this. And all you have is God. And you prayed. And that which looked like a mountain, before you knew it, it was plain. And you find yourself in a place where you couldn't have been with your education, with your connection, with everything else. But God, let's give Jesus praise for that. His favor surrounds us as a shield. Psalm 5, verse 12, in the New King James, the scripture says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous, the faithful. With favor, you will surround him or her as with a shield. All around, 
We are surrounded by favor. Please say this. I'm surrounded by favor. I'm in God's favor capsule. <laughs> Amen. Point four. He refreshes us to refresh others. Proverbs chapter, a faithful man is being refreshed. Like the illustration of the owner, the steward, and the servant, you know. If you freely will give what he gives you, he will make sure you'll always have to be able to give. So he refreshes us to refresh others. Proverbs chapter 11, the verse 25. And Psalm 18, verse 25, in the New Living Translation says, To the faithful, you will show yourself faithful. To those with integrity, you show integrity. Isn't that the principle of sowing and reaping? So faithfulness is required. I'm not doing my pastor's favor by doing what God called me to do. I'm actually doing myself a favor because if I'm faithful, the Bible says, God will be faithful to me. If I have integrity, that's what I reap. What I sow is what I reap. Number five, he gives us longevity, longevity. The faithful will have longevity. And here I want to dwell here because Mother's Day has just passed. Father's Day is just around the corner, and today the parents are not in the house. So I can talk freely about this. Are you willing to hear what I have to say? Because I find out we do well with our biological parents. If it's your mom's birthday, you'll do something. It's your dad's birthday, we do something. It's their anniversary, we will do something. But when it comes to the spiritual family, we are the bay. Christian family church. So the same applies, but some people haven't caught it. These things are not taught, they are caught. And I'm glad I have people like grandma, not grandpa, I mean, Pastor Denny, let me come back to <laughs> People have been around long enough, but when you associate with them, you get to learn things. It wasn't long when we had a couples fellowship, a lot was downloaded and we absorbed everything. The point I'm making is they show you the way. They don't force you to do it. They don't persuade you. They just tell you this is how it's done. So I need to let you know Father's Day is coming. It's apostolating your spiritual father. Then it's, it's obvious what one has to do. Honor your man of God. There is reward to that. Some of us have found the secret we are applying and we're seeing results. Anniversary is coming. You plan for it. Birthday, you plan for it. You partake in the grace they carry because it flows from the top down. Longevity. The scripture says you honor your mom and dad, then it will go well with you and you will live long. So how many of us want to live longer, not just live long, but do well? Then you got the secret to that. Next scripture in the same point, longevity. 1 Samuel chapter 2, the verse 35 in the New Living Translation says, Then I will raise up a faithful priest who will serve me and do what I desire. Not what they desire, what I desire. I will establish his family. Everybody say, God established our family. And they will be priests to my anointed king for how long? For how long? Can you see that? So if you see what is happening, happening. I had the privilege of driving in a car with Apostle Allen's mom. We were at a funeral and we drove together. And this woman, for those who don't know, if, how many of us have done spiritual growth? 
then you know the story I'm about to tell. There was a time in your pastor, in my pastor's life, where he told his mom, if you ever bring up God, you've lost your son. I will walk away from you. Now, every mother hearing that will do anything to stay away from losing their son. But you see, a story is told of the eagle. He said, the eagle, if it lays on the floor and comes across a venomous snake, the snake can bite the eagle and, with, and the eagle with all its strength to fly can die because of the poison from the snake. But the eagle is smart and wise. Everybody says smart and wise. So he says to the, the eagle tells itself, I know this is your domain, yes. but I have a domain upstairs. Yes. So I'm not coming to fight with you in your domain. Yes. I will pick you with my claws <laughs> and take you to my domain. Yes. And there you will lose control because there I, dom I dominate. Yes. So mom said when his son, Apostle Allen said, I don't talk to me about God. She decided, the Holy, I believe the Holy Spirit anxious her to say, you know what? Don't talk to him about God any longer. What must you do? Here is the secret. And if you are a mother here, if you are a parent here, whatever capacity you are in, whatever you are believing God for, hear this because God wants you to hear this. So then what did she do? She decided, hey, my son, I'm volunteering to iron your clothes and clean your room for you. It's all on mom. Because mom has got an agenda. Yes. Mm. So, when she goes into her room, what does she do? She lies in the bed. Touch everything that can be touched and pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. A desperate mother praying for one son didn't know that you and I are in the picture. Grandchildren are in the picture. She picked the battle from the floor and he took it upstairs. And it wasn't long. <laughs> it wasn't long. He couldn't sleep in that bed and still resist God. He couldn't still wear the clothes and resist God. Because the virtue of God is in those substance. Yes! We are not helpless or powerless. Yes. Jesus said, I'm leaving you with the Holy Spirit. Yes. He is your helper. Yes. When we pray in the Spirit, we speak to God. Yes. Mysteries we don't even understand. So does the devil not understand. That's the best part. Number six. Are you getting something, family? Yes. Number six. He promotes the faithful. Yes. Nehemiah 7, 1 to 2. In the New King James. Nehemiah. Then it was when the wall was built and I had hanged the doors. When the gatekeepers, the singers, and the Levites had been appointed that I gave the charge of Jerusalem to my brother Hanani. And Hananiah, the leader of the citadel, for he was 
a faithful man and feared God more than many. Why did Hananiah got appointed? Because he was what? A faithful man and what did he do? He feared God. So you want to be promoted in the kingdom? It's really not your, about your qualification and degrees and PhDs. All those are important. But the substance God looks for, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The substance, the requirement God looks for is to be faithful. And then the ultimate of all. All right, one scripture to that. Psalm 75 verse 6 in the, New King, in the King James, it said, For promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west, nor from the south. But where does it come from? It comes from God. Then we come to the last point seven, the ultimate of all. The last, and that doesn't mean there's no other rewards. You may find more. My pastor always says, this is what I took time to prepare. But if you do your own research, you may find more rewards for the faithful. But for tonight, the seventh point, which is the last one, the crowning reward. It's Matthew 25, the verse 21. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. He says, enter into the joy of your Lord. This is what we are all looking forward to. After all is said and done, when we are finished with whatever we are here for, this is what you and I want to hear God tells us. Well done, good and faithful servant. So what point is that? Point number seven, a faithful man will be told, well done. Because you will be found doing exactly what God asked you to do. Shall we all rise on our feet right now? At the moment, what God laid on my heart tonight is to make two altar calls. The altar call number one will be about commitment. Because faithfulness is not declared in between. It's declared at the end. And last time I checked, we haven't arrived yet. There's still a long way to go. Jesus is coming and coming very soon. I don't know about you, but I want him to find me doing not what I felt like doing or not what people made me do, but what he asked me to do. And in doing so, there are challenges. We all face obstacles, challenges in doing what you know God has called you to do. If you tonight are saying, I need grace for this race that I'm called to run. Some of us are called as kingdom financiers to finance the kingdom. But finances are the most challenging part of your life. There's grace. Today we learn grace and favor for you to do that with ease. Some of us are called to lead, some to intercede. What has God called you as part of the building block of this house? You are part of the builders, not breaking, but building. Jesus is building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But you know that he won't do it without you. He wants to do it with you.